to our non-existent audience because we don't have any followers yet because this is our first episode. I'm Lucy. And I'm Jordan. And this is our podcast. So, anyway. And we are just going to be talking about the Enneagram, our lives, our friendship, all that, all that fun, fun jazz. So, um, let's just get into it. Great. I'm Lucy. Uh, I am a seven wing six. And I am a four wing three. So we're really coming from opposite oh, yeah. ends of the spectrum oh, in every yeah. way. Which is uh, Ideal, truly. Yeah. And we have a great relationship. Then <laughs> She's laughing, which makes it sound untrue. No, we do. We do. But it, yeah. We've been friends for how long? So like six, seven years. It's been 10 years. It's been 10 years. <laughs> I guess it's been 10 years. Because I was... Oh, yeah. Shit, they know my age. <laughs> I'm going to have to edit that out in case my students are listening. <laughs> they can't know how old I am. I always tell them. They're like, are you 35? And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. My own birthday. <laughs> and then the high schoolers are like, yo, Miss Hauser, are you 18? I'm like, do you honestly think they would let me teach you if we were the same 18? age? I don't even know how old I am. <laughs> what? We love a 1940s widow voice. Okay, so you had an idea for what we were going to talk about today for our first episode, our christening of the podcast, if yes, you will. love that. So much better than the word pilot. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> I've never understood that, but it's, it's fine. We are on air heart. Amelia Earhart pilot? That did not land. (laughs) That did not land in the room. That's not going to land. And neither did she. She made it all the way across the ocean. Well, maybe she she did land. No, but like she didn't crash land. Yes, she did. She She, died. So she did crash land. Okay. Well, she, but she also made it across the ocean for the first time or whatever. She did. Okay. I digress. (laughs) I'm not good at jokes sometimes. All the time. Okay. <laughs> We're getting a little bit critical. <laughs> I don't know if you're moving to one or... I know. It's in my nature. All right. So basically, if you know anything about the Enneagram, um, you're in the right place. If you don't know anything about the Enneagram or the types or what your type is, this podcast is honestly not for you. Just go read a resource. Yes. Yeah. Read a resource. Maybe like take the quiz, read a book. Just, like, familiarize yourself with the types. Otherwise, you're going to be lost. And we are not going to explain the whole system in the first episode. Because we hate explaining things. We are all about hitting the ground running. That's it. No second chances. No mercy. If you don't know what we're talking about, you're out of here. With that said, we're (laughs) going to explain who we are. (laughs) Um, Okay. Let's just get into it. So, um... I guess I'm, I like to tell my story about um, how I, I figured out myself as a seven through the lens of abandoned childhood self. It's, I know, I know. It sounds heavy. It sounds it heavy. It sounds heavy. It sounds deep. I love it. I'm here for she it. She loves heavy and deep. I do. Hitting the ground running. That's <laughs> our brand. So, right. So, um... I don't love heavy or deep, so I'm just going to minimize those aspects of what I'm about to say. Avoidance. 
that's the name of the game. Basically, if you're moving in the path of integration, that's essentially... This is a concept I heard about from... Shoot. It was on another podcast I listened to. Wasn't it Enneagram for Idiots? No, No. I heard about this on... On... Nope, you're right. It was Enneagram for Idiots. It was. I learned about the other thing from the Sleeping at Last guy. Oh, yeah. Which, by the way, if you want structure, that's not us. We're... Yeah, this is free form. Free form. Just talking. The freest of forms. We are not... My dad said, do you have an outline? And we were like, Brian, (laughs) this is a banter podcast. Haven't you ever heard of a banter podcast? Yeah, no. We're very free form. We're just going to be talking, hanging out. I think um, this podcast originated because we both love to hear ourselves speak. Absolutely. Um, So that's what you're in for. This is just an outlet for us to be able to talk and talk and talk. And the great thing is, is that I also like, I not only love the sound of my own voice, but I also love the sound of Jordan's voice. Perfect. Our conversations yeah. truly entertain me on so many levels. I'm very so entertaining. hopefully we entertain you as well. <laughs> I, Michael, I know you're listening for sure. For sure. For sure. For sure, dude. Shout out to Michael, dude. No, oh, rip. Anyway, abandoned anyway. childhood. So, oh, so anyway. anyway, there. See, you can use our title. Hopefully, no one already took that title. Oh yeah, we should look that up. <laughs> okay, so I'm just gonna start talking about my abandoned childhood self. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm a seven, which means I moved to five in integration. If you don't know your path of integration, you can pause this and go look that up on Enneagram Institute because I'm not gonna explain it to you. So fives are heady. They're brainy they're like constantly thinking and like so focused on knowledge and researching and gathering information that they they become somewhat reclusive and like nerdy or whatever if you're five feel free to contest this I digress. So you're you're you abandon your childhood self within the first three to four years of life so for me, that looks like... And so basically the theory of the abandoned childhood self is that whatever type you are... Is in reaction. Is in reaction to your type of integration, you were expressing those traits in early childhood. You weren't rewarded for them or didn't receive the validation that your ego needed. And so you move to the type that you actually are. Just for a little bit of right context, and well, and this theory could also fall, fall like to it could fail because yeah. because that's assuming that every child exhibits behavior that's not rewarded. Yes. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. I think that there is definitely like wiggle room and, and things. Any any personality um, structure, I would say, or like any personality typing structure moreover i think is about 80 percent accurate yeah there's no way to ever completely encompass the entire human experience and the entire human personality like it's impossible because everyone is so multifaceted and so complex and blah 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 whatever you're such a i know so i i think that when you any of these like personality 
typing systems, you have to kind of go in with like an 80% accuracy rule. Even because, 75 at times. Yeah, because there, there's going to be things that don't apply to you. There's going to be things that don't fit your individual story. Um, but right, it's impossible to encompass everyone in everything. Exactly. So, <clears throat> right. Little baby Lucy is um, a genius... Probably, okay. <laughs> Coming I, in hot. Okay. Like, essentially, and, and I don't, I'm, I'm not taking credit for that. That's all my mother. Because she was a special needs early childhood teacher. Yeah. And she had, she quit her job to stay home with me when I was born. So all she did was, like, sing Raffi to me and like teach me the alphabet in 80 languages as a baby or whatever <laughs> I guess like like I I know for a fact that I'm was crawling to the toilet because I was potty trained but couldn't walk yet yeah um right they're just like doing weird stuff like that and like whenever I went to the doctor they were like let's take her to another doctor so right so I had my IQ tested I was in the 99.99th percentile at like two years old which is literally ridiculous um my parents sent me to a school for gifted children and I thrived there I was learning and soaking up all this knowledge and etc etc except my parents not to blame them love you Brian and Missy they felt as though I was going to be a mega nerd and have no friends. To put it to put it lightly. Like I always was like, "Oh, mom, dad, like I I hate you for taking me out of that school, whatever." Like growing up and they were like, "We didn't want you to be a loser. Sure you could know eight languages fluently and play the cello with Yo-Yo Ma, but we you would be a freak." And I'm like, a successful freak, thank not, you. Not to malign the intelligent people of the world. Well, they would have it that way. Um, so for that reason, and the reason that boys and girls shared bathrooms with no stalls, and my parents are very uh, conservative American, and that was not acceptable. <laughs> um, and That's very, speaking of free form, that's a <laughs> Well, am I wrong? No, no. Right. And um, and the fact that it was, like, super freaking expensive and, like, they were offering me scholarships to stay as, like, a preschooler. And my parents were like, yeah, I'm pretty sure she'll be fine anywhere. So then they screwed me over with my education. Um, Wow. To put it lightly, they had me start kindergarten when I was four... And I had finished all of my books and curriculum in September and because I was homeschooling. And my mother uh, didn't know what to do with me. So they put me in a Christian school, just the grade ahead, doing the kindergarten workbooks and textbooks, the same brand, like the same Abeka books, over again that I had already completed. So this not only, like, negated that fiveness that was, like, wanting to soak up knowledge and, like, they were like, no, slow down and focus on your social life. Hence the sevenness 
that I am. I was taught that your personality really matters, that optimism really matters. I mean, that's a huge value that my family has, I would say, optimism. and I would, Yeah, I would completely agree. And like Future thinking, yeah. forward thinking, like, well, something bad happens, ignore it and move on. That's definitely, like, the my family's, like, attitude and family's motto. So that's the, the personality that I developed because those kinds of things were reinforced. Me being funny or me being outgoing or social or kind or bubbly. Like, it... I mean, they basically were like, yeah, she's smart and we don't want her to be full of herself. So, like, let's not talk about the fact that she's smart. Yeah. Which... Like, kind of sucks because, like, sometimes I, I look at, like, what I feel like my future could have been and I'm, like, some 16-year-old doctor, surgeon person and, like, doing amazing things and, like, curing cancer. And now I'm just, like, a musician living in my parents' basement. Oh, that brings us to where we are now. <laughs> um, I'm seven. So I uh, have Pollyanna syndrome, just constantly playing the glad game. And I'm scared of feeling anything that isn't happiness. Uh, I avoid my feelings. And so I go by thought. I like, I'm like, oh, I'm like making head decisions instead of heart decisions. But, um, Recently, in recent years, like probably like the last two years, I'd say, I felt like I was burned so much by my head that I was like, well, time to follow my heart, which has also resulted poorly because (laughs) I'm so completely out of touch with my emotions. So I'm like, oh, well, I'll do what feels good and also completely ignore that I know what the repercussions are of this action. Oh, yeah. See, I feel like that's why it's so interesting that we're doing this, and I think that our conversations about the Enneagram are so lucrative because everything that you just said, I'm like, exact opposite. 100%. (gasps) I love it. 100% opposite. I mean, as a four, it's just I am like, any emotion I have, I'm in it. I'm in it for the long haul. Oh. I'm sitting in it, stewing in it. You're making uh, me want to puke. for for a long time, and and I think that one of the the best and worst things about being a four is the emotional self awareness of constantly knowing how I'm feeling mm. and also knowing how I'm coming across to other people based on how I'm feeling, and it, that gets into so you're pretty socially aware. I would say that I'm very. I, I would say that I'm very socially aware, especially of how I come across to people, Ooh. Um, which is have which is none helpful. of that. Yeah, which I think is helpful as a four because as we we were talking about this earlier, but I think a lot of fours can be can be very draining to be around because it's very like mm-hmm. the world is ending and like whatever. And I have a dark flower that's dead hanging on the wall. Exactly. Ex- I. Do, no one I cares have, about your weird dead flower art. I do have dried flowers in my room. It's fine anyway. But Ugh. but if you aren't self-aware and if you aren't aware of your own inadequacies and your own um, weaknesses, then that's when you become toxic and unhealthy to other people. Right. And so I think just the Enneagram in general and any personality type that really creates self-awareness is so important 
and so useful because there's no possible way for you to be a healthy human being who is who lifts other people up and mm-hmm. doesn't um create a toxic environment the only way to do that is if you know yourself mm-hmm. and is if you're self-aware and if you've done the introspection you've done the work on yourself to really understand who you are and understand why you do what you do yes everything that jordan just said preach i love hearing myself talk retweet <laughs> so much right um, so um Okay, what are the, just like the quick, easy breezy, basically I do deal with negative feelings now. We love that. Yes, I'm really proud of myself, honestly, Um, because I discovered in college the art of songwriting, and that's helped me really process a lot of my negative feelings in a way that's productive and helps me move towards my path of integration. So yeah. I get really focused. I want to work on musical projects and, yeah. and do these things. And, and I bring the songs to completion, yeah. which is something that I, like as sevens, are constantly abandoning tasks. Mm-hmm. So I'm not only moving into a healthier headspace, but I'm also dealing with and processing my negative feelings, which I have trouble doing and constantly avoid. Other quick facts. Mom is a one. Dad is a two. Um, mom thinks she's a three or a seven, but she's definitely a one. Classic. S- oh, honestly. Sister's a one. Brother's a six. Oof. Youngest sister is yet to be determined. She's only four. Yeah. Um. What are some other... Oh, my my stacking. My... Uh, oh, yeah. Yes. Instinctual variant. My instinctual, instinctual variant. variant. I am definitely sexual, social, self-prez. Um, if you don't know what that means, we'll talk about it later. Don't worry about it. Yeah, I think we want to do a whole episode kind of like talking about instinctual variants. Definitely. The, the, <laughs> the one thing that we're very similar on is we're both like totally self-preservation blind. Like we are not oh God. self-preservation no, people. No, can't. Like I just downed a cup of medium roast coffee because I... Yeah, and it's like it's, it's ten thirty. Yeah, ten thirty at night. Yeah, so that's right. That's it. Yeah, one of one of <laughs> just, a couple, <laughs> <laughs> just a couple days ago, I literally because I bought one of those bags of um, Reese's Easter eggs. Okay, those peanut butter Easter eggs, and I ate the whole bag while watching the act on Hulu. And that is... What is the act? Because I'm... Oh, it's... You said the act, and I thought, like, you were our watcher. And that's creepy. (laughs) No. It's it's a series on Netflix about Gypsy Rose Blanchard and murdering her mother. It's a whole thing. Great. Love that. Love that for me. So good. Um, Uh, Yeah, so are you you good? Yes. Are you done? Uh, Is there anything else important about me? No. I'm blonde. I think a lot of people know that. I don't think we're going to have a lot of viewers who don't know us personally. <laughs> I'd like to think so. See, there's the optimism. Yeah. I'm like, everyone's going to be new. <laughs> I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but I love it. Um, <laughs> I love right. bearing bad news. Um, yeah, go listen to my music if you want to know about my negative emotions that you don't get to hear about in real life. Wow. Ooh. What a plug. What a plug. Okay, so I am yeah, a four. Lay it out there for us. I'm a four, like we said, a four wing three. So I am <laughs> very emotional, but I also uh, want to look good. So we have that that duality there. Well, I mean, don't all fours want to look good? Yeah, but I think that 
as a I think there's a difference between wanting to look good and wanting to look different mm. and I think if you're a four wing five it's much more of like I, I care about how I'm perceived but I want to be different and individual as opposed to a four wing three is maybe going to be a little bit more I I want to look good mm. because I'm different does that make sense gotcha yes you know totally. like because I, I can think of some four wing I need people to notice me for how different I am as opposed to a four wing five, which is like, I don't care if people notice me, but that I'm the th- right. Yeah. But I'm different and I'm myself. So you aren't the 3d glasses wearing type of four. I am not. I would never be. I'm not throwing specific shade at anyone. No, I know that is, that is, I totally am. That is not my brand. That has never been my brand. That will never be my brand. I think there's one picture somewhere. Yeah. Of me? Yep. You're wearing a Sesame Street shirt and. Oh, devastating. I was in middle school. I was in middle school. Nothing. We were not in middle school. I must have been. Yes, in you're my, right. In my head, it was eighth I was grade. In middle school. It was yeah. eighth grade. So, you're fine. And so I was in middle school. It doesn't matter. Middle school is a hellhole. You know what? It Let's gets just okay. torch middle school metaphorically right now. Oh, I I I've blocked <sighs> it all out emotionally, a hundred percent. Great. Um, but so as a four, my path to integration is a one. So if we're if we're following the theory of abandoned childhood self, then that would mean that I was supposed to be quote unquote a one and then wasn't rewarded for that mm, tell us more behavior yeah so I think when Lucy brought this like theory to me I was like oh wow that like that really makes sense um, oh good I thought you no. were about to say like don't resonate with no, it no no it actually really really makes sense to me because I think that and again I I love my parents a lot and I don't want any of this to sound like I'm maligning them because nobody is perfect and there's well no no because like there's no possible mm-hmm. way to be a perfect parent you're going to screw up and yeah, I just totally trash mine without well, yeah, like a yeah but I mean you're, you're gonna you're gonna screw up regardless and it's just how you screw up that that kind of builds you into Amen. the person you are builds character so um I think one of the biggest memories of like feelings of my childhood as a four you're gonna hear me say I don't know I don't feel it or this is how I felt it's all about it's all about feelings so the biggest feeling that I remember is feeling like I wasn't that I was a good person but wasn't being recognized for that which mm. which totally buys into that abandoned mm-hmm. childhood itself of like you know the one is their whole internalized fear is I'm not good and wanting to be good mm-hmm. and wanting to do things right and be noticed for for being right and being morally good would can you, you say think of an example or is that putting you on the spot? I don't know if I can think of a specific example. I think that there were just a lot of times where I, I felt misunderstood because I got in trouble for doing things, but I thought that I did the right thing. Mm. Where I was like, I did the right thing and like I'm feeling good about myself. And then someone was like, no, what are you doing? And I was like, well, and then it turned into if I'm not going to be praised for being good then I'm just going to do whatever I want. And be praised for your for being individual. Yes, for being an individual. And so if it doesn't matter if what I do is good, then I'm just going to do whatever I want and be mm. myself and be true to myself because I'm not tethered by needing validation for being good because I've already been shown that I'm not going to get it in the way that I wanted to or, or in the way that I could receive it, 
if that makes sense. Yes. And also, I was just thinking about this, too. When I was really young, both my parents worked. Mm-hmm. My my dad worked, and then my mom was, like, a substitute teacher. So she was gone a couple days a week. Mm-hmm. So I was with my, my grandma a lot. Um, and we were, we were really close. We were really close when I was, when I was younger. I mean, we still are, but we were very, very close when I was younger. And she was super big on like imagination and like playing pretend. And we would have these like elaborate stories, like every single time, like she would babysit me and like watch me. And then also when I was, um, kind of in my formative years, Mm -hmm. I was homeschooled up until third grade. Mm -hmm. And during that time we also lived on, we were renting like it wasn't like a farmhouse but it kind of was so it wasn't in a neighborhood it was like a house Mm. and we had a really big backyard but since I also was homeschooled I didn't have a lot of like close personal friends that I was interacting with okay um so a lot of times I would either be hanging out with with Gran and we Mm -hmm. would be like playing pretend and coming up with all these stories and and things like that or I would just kind of be by myself and just kind of like roaming around either our backyard or there was this like attic and I and I was an only child up until I was seven so I had like a bunch of toys that I would just constantly be playing pretend with and I think that that I am so fascinated yeah well I think that I think a lot of people have said that you realize you're a four a lot of people realize they're a four by the way that they like fantasize and the way that they so like, you've are been taught to fantasize from yeah, a very young from, age from the very beginning and it's just something that I that is constant that I don't mm-hmm. that I have to actively turn off like I I texted Lucy it was at like midnight the other night basically being like how often as a thinking type would you say that you like fantasize or imagining conversations uh-huh. on a daily basis right and you, you and I you, was like oh never yeah <laughs> and I was like oh that's interesting because I would say on a day where like say I'm not interacting with people as much. Like, I'm not hanging out with friends. Like, say Mm -hmm. I'm just, like, driving to work. I work for a full day. And then I'm, like, driving home. I would say 80% of my day is spent on things that are not real. Maybe that makes me delusional. But you you know what I mean? Like, the entire... Like, I have a 40-minute commute to work, so the whole drive to work I'm just thinking about conversations in my head that haven't happened things that maybe I want to happen things that maybe I don't want to happen and then the whole time I'm at work that's kind of like playing in the back of my head so I think that it's a very interesting see it's shocking to me that you're not in the thinking center when you say stuff like that but it's all about how I feel it's all about how it makes Mm. me feel because I'm not just thinking about it for no reason I'm thinking about it because it makes me feel something Ew. Exactly. Ew. exactly. See, I said ew. That's, yeah. I'm sorry. Well, no, no constantly. Like, if I, no, no, I agree with you. But, like, there are times when if I'm already kind of not feeling great or in, like, an emotional, like, an emotionally, like, downturn or whatever, uh, where I'll think about, like, running into my ex for, like, a long time. And I'll be like, what would I do if I did this? And then it makes no. me even more upset and more brooding. You no. know what I mean? No. So it, it's something that, like... I actively, I, I actively am working on now to to be aware of and to try okay. to control, as opposed to um, not. I guess this is kind of rolling into where I am now of, mm-hmm. of working to move to that integration of one, which is being more objective okay. and being more action oriented, and instead of just constantly thinking about things and constantly like creating scenarios in my head, mm-hmm. actually doing something on about them and actually acting on them. And then, you know, stepping outside of myself and being less subjective 
You See, know? and that's where I go wrong the other way. Mm-hmm. Is it because you're like, oh, what would happen if I did this or this happened? And if I think that, instead of thinking through possible scenarios, I'm like, well, let's just find out. Oh, I just impulsively, like a a good example is like when my friend that I hadn't seen since sophomore year of high school, Mm -hmm. he texted me after Christmas, my junior year of college, randomly and was like, hey, like how was your Christmas? And I was like, good. How about I fly out to Connecticut and visit you for a week? Yeah, that was, that was the most seven thing that I uh, I feel like you've. It was so impulsive yeah. because I was like, well, what, what, I mean, what if, like what, what would happen if I spent a week with this person that I barely know? And so I was like, let's find out. Oh my God. Yeah. See, my motto is, is why would I actually do it if I could just think about doing it? <laughs> I'm like, I'm already getting all the like emotional gratification of just thinking about no. it. No, I, and, and I know. Okay. And I'm aware but like in my in my four cycle when I'm like, in, you know, mm-hmm. in like disintegration or I'm like in my unhealthy four Where habits. Two, two. Okay. Which is interesting. We we can get into that at a different time. But okay. is that a heart thing? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But I when I'm really feeling those unhealthy aspects of being a four, mm-hmm. it's like why would I? go through the effort and put myself on the line in terms of like any kind of rejection when I can just get all the emotional gratification that I would from actually doing this by just thinking about it and by pretending essentially pretending that I did it which is very bizarre and very probably not I bet every four does that I don't know I I mean I think so I know a few other fours and we've had like those conversations and I I do you dislike that because not necessarily. Not necessarily. We've kind of had this conversation before. I like other fours. Like the, both of the fours that I know, mm-hmm. um, I'm good friends with, and I think wow. that fours are the only other people that I don't get kind of annoyed when they say that they understand how I feel. Because I I feel like any time that I'm I'm <laughs> venting, I'm like putting my feelings out on the line when other people automatically jump to oh yeah yeah yeah, I understand how you feel I'm like no you don't because I'm a four and I'm different obviously you know what I mean but if I have Uh another four then they actually literally do know because it's like we share a brain cell you know what I mean okay which is interesting and I just need to get over myself because I'm not different so Um, you would rather hear like from me for example mm -hmm. you would rather hear Oh wow! I can't imagine how that must feel. Oh my god! Yeah, that's then okay. <laughs> well, that's good to know because yeah. I think my go-to is like, oh yeah, let me come up with a time when I maybe felt that way in in order to try to relate. Yes, and because I feel, that's I what feel I, like, appreciate. I feel like we've talked about this and and how that like especially when you're more unhealthy and also completely unaware of of how your personality and and those kind of. Not not triggers necessarily, but those mm-hmm. kind of um, negative stimuli work uh, was something that really bothered me in like yeah. our in like our friendship in like middle school high school. Oh, I'm sure you know what I mean. Because uh, I really w- I just felt I would just do whatever I would want. 
Yeah. Instead of thinking about how 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 might my reaction make so and so feel, I just react how I assume I would want someone to yeah. react. Well, I think that's a supernatural reaction to have is is dealing with other people like kind of the golden rule of treat other people the way you want to be treated. But that doesn't always to a work fault. exactly. Yeah. But that doesn't always work. And you know, it's a good theory and concept. But when you get into like the nitty gritty details, that's why I think also these kinds of personality structures uh-huh. are super important because it also helps you interact with others in a way that is more meaningful okay and more receiver oriented as opposed to i'm doing this because it makes me feel good mm-hmm. tell us more about like like what's your family dynamic oh like, what are yes, your types? yes 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 tell yeah. us about your star sign stuff okay yeah we will have to we'll have to table that but yeah so my my mom is a three there was some debate on whether she was a three or an eight i think she's a three though my dad and my grandma that i spoke about earlier are both twos um one of my brothers is a six for sure and then my other brother i don't i don't know i don't remember if he's taking the test i think he might be a four but also i don't know I think it might be a four, but I'm not. I'm not sure, and it, that's still that's still up in the air. Obviously, I go to two in disintegration, and I feel like I know and I'm friends with a lot of twos. But yeah, um, you know a lot of twos. I know so many in threes, twos. right? Yeah, I know a lot of twos and threes. I know a, a lot of a lot of feeling triad people yeah gross. also we might breach on this topic later on i'm also very into astrology i love i like my birth chart i have two astrology related tattoos like i i'm in it living for it um i'm a virgo if you were if you were interested imaginary listener there's gonna be someone sure <laughs> i get it <laughs> okay for sure for Okay. It's only cool when you do it. <laughs> Love it. it. Love it. it okay, so how are you... Okay, is there, was there anything else about you that's super key that's to know? super key to know. Not really. This We can edit this out. Mm-hmm. I would really love to do an episode about religion in regards to the Enneagram. So would I. I was just thinking about that. I feel that. like we have very different experiences, experiences. with it. I feel like our experiences are going to be opposite. Absolutely and that's opposite. I've been, that's something that I've been doing a lot of, like, introspection about Ooh. is my relationship to religion Okay. in regards to my personality. So yeah. I would I would love to table that and do oh. religion and the Enneagram. God, yes. Because we, we love would be that. very... We could even pull in some, uh, some, some people from, like, other religious backgrounds. Yeah. That. Any Orthodox talking... Jews out there? Can you contact us? Please contact us. If you're a Muslim and you're listening. Yes, please come on. <laughs> please come on our show. <laughs> like, can we get a Mormon? I don't, do you know any Mormons? Um, that one girl that we went to high school with, the Julia, remember her? Oh, we're going to have to edit all this. You're going to have to, I don't know why no, I'm saying No, you know what, no. Julia, this is an open invitation for you to come oh, I knocked my water. on our podcast. Yeah, I, I would say that I really got into the Enneagram maybe six months ago, okay. quite honestly. You, you know what I mean? It's and, been like and about most a year of my, for me. Most of my research has like been very concentrated in that six months. Okay. Um, 
but I we're not claiming to be experts. I by any... speak for yourself. Oh. I'm not claiming to be an expert <laughs> in any realm of the imagination. In any realm. <laughs> well. Um, but yeah, but I think that there were there were a lot of things in our relationship, both why we get along and where we like butted heads before we knew about who how we to were deal as with people, them. Yes, um, or anything like that that really relates to our our personality type. Fun tidbit fact about sevens. This is the tidbit that I got from the um, the guy, yes, the sleeping the- at last guy. Uh, was that sevens are the only type on the entire Enneagram that have zero access to a hard type. None. Mm-hmm. Whatsoever. Ah. Yeah. Sevens in the thinking triad. Eights in the gut triad. Sixes in the thinking triad. Fives in the thinking triad. One is in the gut triad. We do not feel. Yeah. Horrifying. Mm-hmm. It's fine. Yeah. See? I'm... See? See what I just did there? I said horrifying. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. All feeling all the time. And and I think that that's, that's a super interesting thing that relates to, like, our friendship, mm-hmm. especially when we were younger. We were kind of just talking about this when we... We there, you know, there were a couple couple rough patches, and I think that we've always like had, we've always had a relationship where, at least for me, I was like, I don't understand what she's doing ever really, but like I support it. You know what I mean? Where I'm like, I don't get you. I now uh-huh. I do now that we have these conversations, and I'm like, I understand where you're coming from, and now I kind of know how you think. But in terms of like, just understanding your motivations because. I feel like I can relate to them. Mm. No. Right. Which is super interesting. Um, And I really like that about our friendship, especially now that we are able to communicate about it. um, Yes. And and talk about it and really explore that. But it also makes it tricky, and which is probably why I think that a lot of fours and sevens, you know, do... Could butt heads. Yeah, exactly. Could butt heads is because if you don't know that about yourself and you don't know who you are as a person then it's not someone that you're going to be able to easily understand mm-hmm. without really communicating yes what's an instance where like you were like i don't understand her she's being completely unreasonable with me. yeah yeah i think that there was it i know exactly it was okay. um when we were juniors in high school mm-hmm. i for context i had just broken and sprained my ankle and I was in like I was literally in a wheelchair because yes. I just gotten like like pretty serious ankle surgery or whatever and we were also we were in a show together and so I think that it's it comes from a place of the seven needing to accumulate you know what I mean and and wanting to experience everything maybe tell me if I'm wrong and if I'm an idiot um well I don't know what I did so but, yeah yes yeah, <laughs> so but I I think it got to a point where I I felt very confined because I you know couldn't walk literally and you know yes. I, I couldn't really move around and I felt very disconnected and like you weren't putting in the effort to our friendship because you were kind of off hanging out with other friends okay. and that's when you got very close to other people in the cast and had like these friendships with other people and I was like 
why doesn't she care? Why doesn't she see that I like literally can't go and be friends with her Mm. and she's not spending any time with me? And so I got very close with other people who did like make the specific effort to like come and hang out with me. Mm -hmm. And that was something that I was like, and and looking back, obviously it, it doesn't seem like that big of a deal at all. But it was a blip. But in the exactly. But in but in the moment, I remember that being like it was like all consuming. Exactly. It was like I care so deeply. We've been friends for so long. I guess like her our friendship just doesn't mean as much to her because she's not putting in like the exclusive. I'm not important enough. Mm. I'm not. You know what I mean? I think that that's a big thing with fours is needing to feel important to the people that they care about. Maybe not to society as a whole. But right. to the people that you care about is needing to feel important and needing to feel seen. And then feeling completely, like, ignored and passed over for okay. other people of, like, well, I don't really need to hang out with you. So I'm going to hang out with people who are, how I internalized it, more interesting than me. Oh. Yes. See, and this is so interesting because I was going to use the same example, but from like a oh totally, my god, this is so wonderful. <laughs> I love that. Okay. This is so wonderful. So, so what was going on in my head was I, I and I see now that maybe you were trying to communicate to me mm-hmm. like, hey, this is bothering me. But I was like, every time I talk to her, she's so standoffish and like rude. I was like, well, I'm not going to spend time with you if you're gonna just be a. So I was and like, I was like, well, I was I, like, I'm already upset. So if you're gonna be by me, like, I'm gonna tell you that I'm upset. See, without I'm, telling you, I'm gonna show you that I'm upset. Yes, and I was like, I don't get it. Like, I'm literally like sitting next to you by these vending machines. Yeah. Like, okay, I don't understand because I'm like actually like just sitting down, and it's hard for me to sit down. Like, <laughs> yes. as I'm like bouncing off the yes. walls, I'm like and. And she doesn't even care. And so then I was like, well, fine. And instead of stopping to think about, yeah. like, how you might have been trying to communicate something to me. Yeah. I was like, well, I guess Jordan doesn't care. Yeah, I guess like, she doesn't even care. Right. I yeah. was like, she just doesn't even want me to be her friend. Yeah. And so we both were on this, like, I guess they don't even care. care. <laughs> but, like... <laughs> We both cared yes. too much yes. in our own in way. our own ways that aren't that aren't compatible unless you talk about um, it. Talk about it, and you know the way that you are communicating. Yes, which which I think is super interesting. Of both, that's a really good example of both types like exhibiting those negative traits mm-hmm. of the four of like, well, I'm upset, so I'm just gonna internalize and brood about it, and I'm gonna make myself more upset without actually talking about it Mm. and without actually telling you why I'm upset I'm just gonna make myself more upset and more upset and just stew in it Mm. and for the seven that's like well I'm not gonna stop and think about yes I'm like well I'm gonna go that's fine I'm gonna do whatever I want and I'm just gonna do what makes me happy consume yes consume more friendships and and things like that yeah which is super which is super interesting well there was a boy I was talking to at the time Matthew from camp. Oh, right. Yes. And so I was like, well, I'll go text him. Like, yeah. Whatever. Like, mm-hmm. I was like super whatever. And and I had, the thing was, <laughs> happened. Yeah. R- rip. R.I.P. 
That's another friendship blip we oh, had. Oh, dude, that was see, also that, a friendship blip. Those were consecutive. Blip. Those were. That was, a, that was a rough... Rough year. It was a rough year for us, 100%. Well, because yeah. we were going to school together at the beginning of that year, too, right? Or was it the year no, before? No, that was the year before. That was the year before. So I feel like we were really close, mm-hmm. and then I kind of stopped... We stopped going to the same school, and then... And my other friends started going to... Yes. Oh, and I was so jealous. Oh, my God. I was so jealous. Were you really? Yes. I'm okay. Oh, absolutely. I was like, well, I'm not important. I'm not the number one friend anymore. So, like... And I was like, well, I'm just going to be with the people who are around me. Oh, my God. Yeah, I was so jealous. Oh. So jealous, which is hilarious. Oh, my gosh. That's so funny because I'm just like, well, whoever's here. (laughs) That's fine. That's like my... And that's, that's the thing, though. I'm... I'm not, I wouldn't say I'm, like, only friends with whoever I'm with. Because I don't think I'm, like, shady. No, 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 no. But I, I would say I'm friends with who I'm with in a way where I don't really care who I'm friends with. Yeah, like, if you're around, I'm going to be your friend. Not, I'm only friends with you if you're around me. Those are two very yes. different things. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. I, I, I see what you mean. And, and my, I mean, and I think that, I would say that I'm kind of the same. I think it's just how you internalize that with other people. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, and I think that something that I've really struggled with in my friendships is that exact thing of like when people get close to people that I'm very close to, get close to other people and feeling kind of like pushed out mm. of the equation. Um, so like if you, for instance, if you introduced me to one of your friends... Yeah. And then we hung out without you. Would that bother you? Yes. Okay. Oh, yeah, that would bother me. I'd be like, oh, why do they, why do they hate me? Oh. Like, if, like, if you guys didn't even invite me, oh, mm-hmm. I'd be so upset. Like, genuinely very upset. Really? Yes. I'd be like, oh, why don't they even care about me? That, like, they don't want to, like, hang out with me. I think that, uh-huh. you know, maybe now I would be better with it. Right, because but, you're but an adult. Are, and yeah, but there, there are like specific times that even one of my one of my old roommates and I had had an issue with that where you know it. I felt very, like, like I said, like cast aside of you know mm-hmm. now she's hanging out with other friends that I'm also friends with, and I and every time they hung out, I was like, well, why aren't I included? Well, why can't I hang out with you guys too? That's and it's like not wild. people don't want to hang out with you twenty four seven chill out that's so wild because to me i get so annoyed when my friends like like when they want to hang out but they feel like i have to be there yeah Yeah. okay yes i'm the opposite because i yeah be your own person like you should just get to know each other better so that we can all know each other super well like i'm like waiting for everyone else to catch up which is so like wild because I I am a jealous person in like romantic relationships, mm-hmm. but as far as friendships go, I'm like, oh, I just hope you guys get closer so that I can feel like equal with everyone. Interesting. Yeah, I feel like I need I need that buffer of someone else that I'm very close with because I get very like uncomfortable mm. in. I don't know you people well enough mm-hmm. to, like, be comfortable to just, like, hang out. I need some, like, grounding presence of, like, a person that I am comfortable with or else I feel untethered. See, and I'm like, oh, throw me in with the dogs. I don't want to know Absol- anyone. That makes me nauseous. No, see, <laughs> that oh, makes me here's a great Ill. example of that. So, the other night, it was a, it was a Tuesday. Mm. 
um, I had the preschool like Easter concert, mm-hmm. and it finished super early, like like six thirty. Yeah, you know, and I was supposed to do an open mic night with this guy, and he like I told him like oh I have the concert I can't, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden I could, mm-hmm. so I was like awesome. I'm not going to tell him because I don't want him to show up. But I'm going to go to this open mic night by myself. And I knew... Oh, yeah. I, that, s- I saw on, like, your, your Instagram story that you just went to a random open mic night. Yep. And I, and I, like, purposefully didn't tell anyone I was going. Didn't invite any of my friends. Even though I had friends who would have... Who know my songs. Who could have played them better for me. Yeah. I was like, I do not feel like being around anyone who knows anything about my life. Because I was, like, like, so just done with people who know about me. Yeah. So I went in. I sat by a ton of strangers. We got along great. Sang some songs. Did my thing. And, and I met the guy who was in charge. And I told him that. Like, I was like, oh, just could not be around people I know. And he was like, oh, yeah. Like, you get to be, like, whoever you want to be like for the night or whatever like a totally different person and I was like same person less baggage and he was like same person less baggage I'm totally gonna use that and I was like I don't know that didn't feel profound yeah when I said it yeah like I was like genuinely like if someone I know is with me they're gonna want to talk about something that's happening in my life and I don't feel like thinking about that I don't know what my future looks like career-wise. I don't want to talk about that I don't know what my future looks like relationally. I don't want to talk about anything that might make me think, feel, or cause some sort of stress. Mm -hmm. So I was like, if I just talk to strangers, then I can be like, I'm me. And like... It's super interesting. It was honestly so refreshing and so what I needed because the majority of the compliments I received that night were not on my voice were not on my song they were on my personality which is as a seven is very validating I had felt so shut down that week Mm -hmm. because of the other relationships in my life and people just like feeling unwanted Mm -hmm. and rejected and like like one girl was like oh man like I've never done this before. I just wish I had the kind of confidence that you're oozing. Or, like, one guy said to me, like, how did you get to be so positive and bubbly? Like, Mm -hmm. you have such a great personality. And I was like, I'm living for this. I'm never talking to anyone I know ever again. (laughs) Love that. Love those opposites. See, that's super interesting because I feel like I shut down in... At least, I, you know, I, it's something that I've gotten better with. But mm-hmm. if I were to go into a scenario where I didn't know anybody like that, I just wouldn't talk to anybody. Mm. That would be the only way that I would be able to get through that would be by, like, people watching okay. and by pretending I didn't want anyone to talk to me. So have you been to, like, a cow call, like, audition type thing? Not alone. Okay. Yeah. I was going to say, go do with you, like, people. not talk to people there? Like No. And even then, I only talk to my friend that I went with. There you go. Because I'm very much, like, I need 
someone who knows me because I feel more seen and validated when I have people who know me versus Mm. strangers. Do you, is it just like a security blanket or do you feel like they hype you up and make you look better? I, I feel like they make me more myself. Okay. I feel like they bring out like parts of me that are genuinely me and are the better parts of myself. I feel like Mm. when I'm very isolated and when I'm, or even just like mentally isolated in like a a crowded physical space, Mm -hmm. but I don't know anybody. I'm not talking to anyone. I feel very mentally and socially isolated. And then I feel like that's when I, a lot of negative four traits come in because it's feeding off of that isolation. That's so interesting because I picture you being able to just, like, fantasize your way through it. Probably, but is that healthy? Mm. No, because you're not living in the moment. So that that is probably what I would do, but is that a healthy way to cope with situations you're uncomfortable with? No. Well, I do love escapism. <laughs> but, but, you know, it's, yes. it's, that's a way to avoid living in the present moment. Time is a resource, so... Ooh, she preaches. Ugh, I'm so wise. You are. Okay, so we're at, like... I mean, obviously, when we edit this down, oh, it'll be a little bit... It'll, it'll be, be, like, probably 30 minutes, because I okay. plan on taking out a lot. <laughs> I feel like any time we mention a, a, a name, we might have to do, like, a, a bleep. Oh, my gosh, we should bleep names. We should. We should bleep. Or we should I should, like, just come up with names and, like, say them over it. It'll be like, Chris. Like, <laughs> Chris. That's but we should we should talk about really quick, or beep yes. really quick, because... That is also... That I'm was, fine with oh hearing anything I have to say. I am not. So... Got it. We can bleep it. For sure. I'm like, I'll send him the link to the episode. No, yeah, I... Ooh, no. But that that was a very for experience <sighs> for me. What a dark me. time. It was a very for experience for me. Because I... Oh, I felt... Now looking back... Mm-hmm. I don't know how we like... How did we get out of that place in our friendship? Did you have a thing with him? I, no, I just had a huge crush on him. See, I was confused. Uh, no, no, was... we were we we had like texted once, and he was like not into it, obviously. Okay. But I had a huge crush on him, and so I felt What's so the time betrayed. Oh, I for felt you. so betrayed. I it, it was tell me your time. Frame. It was basically all I remember is I had never thought that he was attractive until the year before. Okay, at camp. Was that before when we were on the yellow year. team? I don't remember. It was before. Red team. Blue team. It was, it was when I was at Project Dance Camp. That makes sense because the only camp that I, I saw at, him at was yellow team. No, it was it was when I was at Project Dance Camp and I was like, oh, he's hot. Okay. Okay. Can we just talk about the fact that he actually isn't at all and why the hell did we think I, that? I would still, I'd still tap that for sure. Does he have abs? I'm, I'm not a huge ab person. I don't really care. But now, okay, we're definitely bleeping that out. But, That's fine. But, no, this upcoming thing. But, like, he's going to be a actor. Like, come on. Ugh. Yeah, I would. Oh, I was so into that. I would tap. I was so into that. For days. Okay, but, so, I had. Wait, why are we bleeping that? Because then that's, like, that's a dead giveaway of who it is. He's not listening to our podcast. I don't care. Other people will know. <gasps> they already know. But I but I had seen him at, at camp. Okay. And I was like, oh, now I know. 
what everyone's saying. I didn't get it, but now I do. And so then... Well, he gave good hugs. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. So I had a huge crush on him. And then was it after that that we went to Afraka? Or was it the beginning of senior year that we went to Afraka? No, it was definitely junior year because I couldn't drive. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because then it was after Afraka that we were like talking and like I think that's when I got his number and we were like texting and I was like, oh, no, it must have been before that because he invited me. Or did he invite you? Yes, he invited me. He invited you, and then I was talking w- about it with him, and I was like, oh, I think I'm going to come. Well, like, duh, whatever, you were going to come. We were best friends. We were not yes. going to not come yes. together. I right. know. And, and, so and we Sleeping like, at Last was there. Throw, shout out to all you Enneagram fans. We saw them before they were famous, and I thought they sucked. <laughs> yeah, okay. We're from Glen Ellen. Sorry. Oof. Whatever. I just remember that I think we were talking about that beforehand, and then I was like super excited to like go and see him. Basically, the whole thing was I just had a huge crush on him because in my four brain, and I'm not saying this is correct, in my four high schooler brain, I was like, I have a huge crush on him. She knows that I have a huge crush on him. And she's like going behind my back and like talking to him because she doesn't care about how I feel. But wasn't I upfront about the fact that I was talking to him? Yes. But then I was like, how dare she like say that to me when she knows that I like him so much? See. But, oh. But honestly... Did you even know that I liked him that much? Not Probably until not. After. Not until afterwards. Exactly, because I was a, a baby for, and I didn't know how to communicate. You know what I mean? Well, neither but, did I. I was so exactly, rude. Exactly, exactly. I, I, I was so rude. I was a huge wing eight for a big part of my life. You were. You were, but it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Not that seven wing eights are bad. You just are very volatile. Yeah, for and sure. And harsh. Definitely. Which I was. I was living in one. You were very, yeah, frequently. you were very harsh. Um, but yeah, but so I, that was a big, a big thing for me that I just felt very betrayed. But also I didn't, I didn't communicate. So there was no possible way for anyone to know no. how betrayed I felt or know why I even had gotten to that conclusion. But I just internalized it and immediately made it personal. Made it like a personal attack of like, She's doing this because she doesn't care about me. And she's only... There was a point where I was like, she's only talking to him because she knows I have a crush on him, which is not true at all. Wait, so at which point did you... Like, what was the thing that I did that sent you over the edge? I don't remember. I don't remember. I just remember how I felt. I don't remember things that actually happened 90% of the time. I just remember how I felt about it. Interesting. Yeah. So I I just remembered that I was like... You only like him because I like you know I like him and you just don't care about how I feel. <laughs> That's so crazy because I'm not true at all. I, I I'm aware. No, so so what happened for me? <laughs> this is so great. I love that we're talking about this. No, so we I don't even remember becoming friends with him. I genuinely don't. Yeah. I just remember that everybody's like, he's so hot. Yeah. And I had his number and he was texting me and calling me. Yeah. Oh my God. I was so jealous. Yeah. Frequently. And like, I would like stay up, like talking to him on the phone in my closet. I would like lay in my closet on the phone and we'd like talk about, like he, he was, he had a part-time job at Barnes and Noble. And I thought that that was like the coolest thing i was like oh my gosh he's such a nerd he loves books books. yes oh my god my my, books the five in me was raging at the fact that he worked in a bookstore 
Oh, you had 25% off on books. Oh, right. Say, it ain't so. Oh, I know. And he had pet snakes. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's so edgy and wonderful. I would touch a snake. Like, that was some big feat. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. So, and, and this was the first time that I was okay with liking a boy. Interesting. Yes. Okay. I remember this very specifically because I had had tons of crushes like yeah. over my whole life, and clearly, but I it was always like I have to hide it. I can't tell anyone, and or like even if I do tell someone, my my parents can't know. Oh, okay. I was very embarrassed about liking about boys. liking people. Yeah. Okay. 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 And a, part of that was because my parents made fun of me to an extreme extent yeah. in our home. It was like. <laughs> And you know what I did? And that hurt. And so, right. So I remember, like, I had been talking to him on the phone a lot and whatever and texting him. And I told my mom. Like, I was like, Mom, like, I really like... And, like, I think he might like me back. And, like, I had that conversation with my mother for the first time ever. And that's why I remember it so specifically. Yeah. Because I was, like, okay with it. My God. Which is... Pathetic. And cut to me just stewing. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I just really didn't no, know. I also, I did it to myself. So there, well, at I was the end like, of the day. She doesn't even talk to him. Oh my God. So, right. So I'm like, we're, we like talked on the phone and whatever. And then I remember he was friends with me. And. Oh, right. Right. And we were in Tall Tales. And. Oh my God. I, rem- I remember. I kept, I re- Tall Tales was a horrific show for me. I, oh my well, god there was the whole incident yeah there was mad that was right see which i like, thought that was a thing at the time too so i was like during I, didn't really, I didn't really like him i was like she's preoccupied with the, the, all this stuff yeah. like she doesn't actually yeah care. i will have to leave that out but i of course but it was oh i still had a crush on the whole time see and i had no clue yeah and then at the end of it is when i started like cut to I'm, I'm like, talking to everything's going great. He's friends with Mike. They both live in Rock. I'm, like, I was, like, well, I can't see the show. I live in Rock. And I'm, like, bring him to the show. Like, whatever. And then pulls me aside one day. Because he's, like, no, I can't. Can't do it. Whatever. So I don't think he's coming. Pulls me aside opening night. And is, like, Lucy, I have a surprise for you. And I'm, like, What? And then he just like walks out wearing this blazer and jeans. Oh my god, a blazer and jeans. Oh god. And oh, dude, I remember him being there. Oh yeah. I was like, my pants. <laughs> That's so funny because I was like, oh, he loves me. I'm gonna be his girlfriend. Oh, and no. then like, we took all these like cute pictures in the hallway. And, Love a hallway pick. Right. And then, like, we all went to Bone of Beef afterwards, and his mom was there. And we were all, like, sitting together, and, like, she was talking to my mom. And I was like, oh, this is going so well, because I knew my mom really liked his parents. Yeah. Whatever. I was like, this might, like, actually be a thing. And I made the picture of us, my profile picture, oh. on Facebook, and he changed his to match. So we had a matching profile picture, and I was like, oh, "Oh, this is definitely it. Like, this is a thing. Like, I was so excited, because this was the first time it was, like, legit for me. Yeah. Um, Because I was, like, what, 15? 14? Yeah. Something like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was, like, 
This is like yeah. real. Like wow. Like it had to be like two days after the show closed mm-hmm. because we were still in classes. The showcase hadn't happened yet. Mm-hmm. I was texting him and literally like he just didn't respond for like days. Yeah. And I like would text him again and just nothing. No phone calls, no like anything. But our profile pictures were still matching and whatever. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, like, I don't know what's going on, but he's not talking to me. And then literally, I kid you not, it was like in a relationship with whatever the f- her name is. I didn't remember. It was oh, that girl that was like no. in their family photos. Do you yeah, remember? That's right. Yes. And I was like, shook. I was like, shook. I was like, wait, what? Deeply shook. Like, I, like, genuinely thought I was this guy's, like, girlfriend. And yeah. then all of a sudden, he was Ripped out from with under someone you. else. I was like, we had matching profile pictures. Yeah, dude. What the frick? And so then you were, like, being weirdly passive-aggressive about it to me. Oh, yeah. And because... I was like, what is your deal? Like, you don't even... Like, what What do you have? Like, I was like... <laughs> I have my I was like, my breaking my heart, and I don't I... even... I had my imaginary relationship with him <laughs> that, I, had, that like, I had completely fabricated. Oh and because my you gosh. were talking to him in real life, I felt betrayed. I <laughs> Right, and so then I remember... No, you, it's, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous and it's not... Fine. And and of course, I was not sensitive to it at all. Had no perception because I was so narcissistic. But it's a stupid thing to have to be sensitive about. I yeah, I think that's but it's that's legit super interesting. because we that's were in high school. And yeah, exactly. Young. And I think that it wasn't it wasn't until like my senior year of high school that I actually like ha- like liked someone mm-hmm. and was able to talk to them. That's fair. And actually, and actually, I talked to them and like made something happen. Mm-hmm. Other than that, I was always like, I just pretended. Like, well, see, when I was home alone, I was like, I'll just pretend that we're dating, and then I'll never talk to them in real life. <laughs> or if I do, it'll be one, like, one drop of, like, hey, this is how I've been feeling this entire time. Okay, bye. Uh, oh, I love a bombshell. I love a bombshell in a moment of bravery. Love that's it. My, that's my MO. No, so see, that, and that's, so, like, after the whole thing ended, you did confront me. Did I really? You did. I don't remember and this you were at like, all. And I blocked out well, it was all like, of high school. It was very chill. You're like, well, I mean, like, you know, I like him. And I was like, and I, and I was so <laughs> mean. I was such a... I, were you? I oh, I remember. was. I don't remember this at all. I was. Maybe because, I will when you say it. Because you, like, told me, like, that you had feelings for him. And, like, like, I, like you couldn't believe that I was whatever. This was during Tall Tales. And I... Was like, I was so mean. <laughs> I don't remember. I was like, oh please, you're only you only like him because I like him and he likes me back and like because I the thing had just happened and I was like you just choose to like everyone that I like, whatever like I oh my god yeah I meanwhile meanwhile you think that I like him because you like him you, well meanwhile because by the time I told you. That I liked, and by the time I told you I liked, I had already been stewing for th- a three to six month like gestation period. Like I've already been in it. There's so like it's like an iceberg. Right. Like there's so much under the surface, so that by the time that you find out about it, it it's coming from the fact of like 
oh, yeah, well, I mean, I've liked them, too, for, like, ever. Right, and I was like, and yeah, sure, it's... okay, you did. And I'm like, I literally did. Because I was like, you didn't. Like, you would have been trying to talk to him on the phone. I'm like, no, I wouldn't. <laughs> and I know I that like, now. Um, I would have myself if he called me on the phone. <laughs> I wouldn't have spoken. I probably would have, like... Like, choked and hung up. No, like, I, no, I would have been like, oh, my God, I have to go. What? The ambulance is coming. I, I can't, I can't talk about anymore. If you liked him? Uh, because I would get so nervous. I would get so nervous. Uh, well, I mean, he, oh, I here's... I was like, this is my shining again. moment. Oh, no. Well, here's, again, I I don't feel like a full adult. I feel like a child. But in age, I'm, I'm technically an adult. <laughs> Retweet that. <laughs> in physical years, I'm technically an adult. It took me six months to even say hello and introduce myself to this guy that I'm into at work. Six months. And the whole time I was like, can you just take action? And I was like, no. I was like, hi, I'm Jordan. It took me literally six months to work up past like doing a little like wave and like white girl close mouth smile. Like at him. That's the smile? Yeah, it's like. <laughs> I'm doing it and you can't see it, but but yeah, like I It's not even like a like a like a No, like no, a it's flirty. Just, it's just into... it's just a gross like <laughs> I don't have any self-esteem smile. No. <laughs> yeah, but it took me literally 6 months and so you can only imagine me in high school. Oh yeah. Like I was like I was so closed off. And I was to, uh, to other people, especially people that I was into. I, my again, my mo is I'm if I'm interested in you, I won't talk to you. You have to talk to me. Like I even now, I'm like I need I cannot make the first move because I like I physically can't. It's not it's not in me. And I was to do grossly it. far the other way. Okay, so let's let's get back to the enneagram. Right. Why don't we each give? Um, your favorite thing about being your type and your least favorite thing about being your type. Just kind of give us the, the duality of man. Okay. Here. Do you want to go first? Uh, I don't want to go first. Great. <laughs> I'll go first. Uh, I think that my favorite thing about being a seven is feeling the sense of like almost accomplishment when I'm able to bring joy to a situation or to other people. When I when I'm able to like <laughs> this is rare, but when I'm playing the like devil's advocate for the optimism, mm-hmm. like when I'm playing the optimist card. Yeah. And it works. I, yes. And people actually are like, hey, that's a great point. And they change their attitude. And everyone's happy and everything's fine. I'm like, oh, mission accomplished. Oh, like, good prevails. Like, Jesus wins. Like, like that's where that's I go it. to. Yeah. Like, I'm like, yes, I'm on top of the world. Um, and I think my least favorite thing about being a seven is feeling boxed into that type or like people assume things about me because I'm outgoing or yeah. because I'm whatever like my my least favorite thing isn't the like avoidance of pain or whatever I live for that um <laughs> honestly like, well yeah I it's mean. a coping mechanism and it works sorry yeah but like the the fact that people think 
like, oh, well, Lucy's shallow. Like, she doesn't actually think deeply. Like, we can't have a deep conversation Conversation with her. her. Yeah. Or whatever all these assumptions are about me. Mm -hmm. Like, I had someone come up to me in college and was like, oh, well, you just love Hillary Clinton. And I was like, like, I think that is a compliment because you're trying to say that I'm, like, an outspoken woman. But, like, why are you assuming my politics based on the fact that I'm, like, outgoing yeah yeah so do you find assumptions like restricting yeah like I hate that people assume the way I think or feel about a situation Mm -hmm. because because you're loud because you're an extrovert yeah like they assume that I can't settle down or make a decision Mm -hmm. or that like I like, I can't commit to anything. Mm-hmm. Or, like, where there are bits of truth in that, where, like, I don't like finishing projects or whatever. Like, yeah. people that, that doesn't encapsulate People that whole. think that I'm, like, non-monogamous or whatever. Like, I'm just, like, shut up. Just, yeah. like, shut up and stop assuming how I feel. Mm-hmm. That That really, really triggers me. Yeah. Okay. That was a long explanation. No, but. no, I think it's good. I would say my um, I want I want to do my least favorite first. Oh, smart. Start start on a low, end on a high. Um, my least favorite thing about being a four is it. It's I feel like it's very isolating. Mm. I feel like it's a very easy for me to isolate myself emotionally and to you know kind of kind of how you were talking about like it's a coping mechanism but those coping mechanisms bring you further and further and further into disintegration as opposed to like actually enlightening you mm. or moving you moving you into, into into integration so i i feel like my least favorite part of being a four is that it's very isolating to and very hopeless to feel like you can never achieve or like actualize the the fantasy world that you've created. So when you go so deep into that coping mechanism of well, I don't have the courage or I don't want to deal with the rejection of actually doing this. So I'm just going to pretend like I do it mm-hmm. because you're a four and you have some sense of emotional self-awareness. There comes that point where you're like, oh, but this isn't real at all. And I've spent so much time investing into something that isn't real and I've isolated myself from other people and from other experiences for something that isn't even real and now I have nothing and now because I've spent so much time that shows me that in the future I'm not going to be able to actually take action when I need to so I'd say that's my least favorite thing about being a four (laughs) I'm shook it's dark it's twisty we love it my favorite thing about being a four is um, the ability to, the inclination towards introspection and towards um, like really deeply learning about yourself and being able to, to sit in your feelings and really examine them for the purpose of self-awareness and self-discovery, I think is something that makes makes you a better person and and I think that that's 
that's my favorite part about being a four is having the inclination to to doing that naturally and I feel like that has allowed me to learn so much about myself and more about myself than if I didn't do that mm. naturally you know what I mean like I, I feel like it's kind of like expedited my growth my, yeah. my but also just my my understanding you know mm-hmm. because I think that at, at that's like the other side of the coin is that just because you understand yourself and just because you understand your negative traits doesn't mean that you're actually like growing to overcome them it's the first step but it's not the only step so I think that understanding and and being um emotionally aware of others oh you so are that that's one thing that's so helpful is that like I know no matter what stupid thing I do or like feel like there's a lot of people that I don't want to tell but you are very easy to be with like because you aren't like you don't make everyone feel bad you're you're comfortable in in pain oh so like I live there when I'm in pain I bought a timeshare in pain I thought you were telling me about a timeshare. <laughs> I was like... I don't have money to buy a timeshare. That's a little random. <laughs> I don't even have money to get McDonald's on the way home. <laughs> I certainly don't have money for a timeshare. So sorry. Uh, no, I genuinely... There's, like, a lot of people that I'll, like, talk to in happy times. Like, it doesn't really matter who it yeah. is. But, like, every time I have a breakup, you are absolutely the first friend I talk to. Because I don't want to tell anybody else about that. I know that you understand me. I know you know how to deal with me. Mm -hmm. I know you... Like, literally... Like, I don't want to see anyone when I go through a breakup. But I always hang out with you. Wow. It's true. And see... That's so touching. (laughs) That's that's the sexual variant. Mm. Is that... So, I was reading about the variants. Yes. And how the difference between sexual versus social is that... Like, a lot of people split it up as, like, social is, like, many relationships and sexual is, like, one-on-one relationships. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, well, then I'm definitely social because mm-hmm. I need, like, many, many relationships to feel happy. Mm-hmm. But then I read a source that was like, that's oversimplifying it. If you're a sexual variant, that just means you want really intense relationships with everyone. And I was like, mm. that makes sense. All of my rela- – I literally tell everything to everyone – like. First day meeting them, I'm like, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, I'm just offering that information to everyone because I'm so intent on deepening relationships. Okay, see, I feel like my tendency to overshare doesn't come from wanting to deepen relationships. It comes from wanting to stand out and wanting to be like, oh, yeah, I did this thing. It's kind of like weird. Do you think that's cool? Yeah, like it's such a four version of overshares, but it's such a four version of oversharing. It, it you know what I mean? It, it's very much like, oh, well, I'm going to tell you this thing that I did that's like weird, and I'm going to pretend I'm embarrassed about it, but I'm not. I want you to know that I'm cool and interesting, like more different and more unique. Is my because I've done this four, dude. Maybe uh, I don't know. I would almost. I don't know. Do I don't you know. Four. Maybe. Because I feel like she does that. Yeah. She's like... Being different just to be different? Yeah. Yeah. But she... I mean, she pulls it off. Yeah. Yeah, but I... But So I think that's interesting. So that makes me think that I'm 
I'm a social variant because I don't necessarily need super intense. Mm -hmm. That's not my goal with relationships, especially with like friendships. It's not my goal to like have a super deep relationship with someone right off the bat. Okay. I hang out with my friends when I want to feel better. Mm -hmm. When I'm like, I've been super isolated, so I want to have fun. Yeah, so you might go. be you might be social sexual. I think I think I'm I think that leads me to believe that I'm I like that. That I'm social for sure. Mm-hmm. That's super interesting. Crazy. Okay. Yeah, well this has been anyway. Our, so anyway, this has been our our first episode. Yes. I don't think we're gonna have a schedule. No. I don't think, um, I don't know. I don't think either of our numbers are really bound to that. No, absolutely we, we, not. We could both move to one, but, like, why would we do that? <laughs> but that would require work and effort. Yeah, I feel like me too. I feel like, I don't know, like I, like I integrate, but I also, I get more judgmental. Oh. Because I have to be like objective. Weird, because that's something big, I super value a, about you is that you're so non-judgmental. I know, but I well, I feel like as, I don't know, maybe I, but I feel like when you go when I go you're to just one, judgy in your head. I think I am, and I just that's and okay, I don't, and I don't communicate it because I, I you know cultivated my persona with my three wing that I that I don't want people to think that I'm judgmental. See, so yeah. you're integrating. I'm integrating. It is integrating. It's okay to be judgy if it's in your head. I am, yeah. I am judgy in my head. But I feel like that's a big, a big one thing I get. Well, especially because as a four, very subjective, I'm like, is anything right or wrong? Who knows? Everything's subjective. Nothing matters. There's nothing concrete. And so then when I integrate to one, I feel more judgmental because then I'm like, oh, no, I think that that's like objectively not okay. And that makes me feel judgmental because my my mm. constant state is everything is a gray area. Nothing is black and white. I could not live like that. Yeah, I think, well, especially, uh, well, let me rephrase. I feel like my feelings are very black and white. I'm either, like, into it or I'm not into it. I love it or I hate it. My opinions about people, about life... I'm like, oh, nothing is real. Anyway, so what does it matter? It's all like a big existential. Like... It everything is existential. Everything, everything is is <laughs> infinitely more dramatic than it needs to be, and that's the four way. So we'll go ahead and and sign off. Yeah. Um. If you if you cared about this. If you listened at all, go donate on Patreon. No, just kidding. No, we don't have one of those. Absolutely. Wait, not. You, why would you need to donate to a podcast if you can put it online for free? I don't. Know. Why are people asking for money? I don't know. We don't need a better microphone. You love hearing us on this phone, or maybe you don't. And go ahead and, and uh, don't let us know because. I'll take it personally. Keep sending us questions. If yeah, keep questions, sending us questions. And, and in all seriousness, do like if if this is stupid and not interesting and you didn't relate to any of it. Then don't listen to it. Go away. I was going to say find a constructive way to say that. but <laughs> Or no. just don't listen to it. I, you know what? Do whatever you want. Do whatever is going to make you feel fulfilled. And if that's leaving hate on our podcast, I guess that's leaving hate on Oh, my podcast. gosh. Actually, I hope you leave hate. Because 
that would make me feel validated for having haters. Yeah. All right. I'm good with that. So All if you right. feel like hating, please just vocalize that. <laughs> just be upfront about it. We're, we're really good at taking rejection, I think. I'm horrible okay, at it. Okay, I love rejection. I, I, I thrive in rejection. I oh. bounce back. So reject me. Rejection uh, cripples me. Go tell me I'm ugly core. on Instagram. That's what yeah. I need. Because If I, anyone told me I was ugly on Instagram, I'd probably delete my whole account. I would clap back with a better selfie. And, oh, like, no. at them in the caption. No. I'd be as, like... <laughs> as a four, rejection is the ultimate evil. This is why that's, I can never be a rapper. Because I'm all about the clips back. That's as bad as... It, yeah, that's the only reason you can never be a rapper. <laughs> that's the sole I'm a reason. fantastic rapper. Whew. Okay. On that note. Great. On that note, um, <laughs> follow us on Instagram, at Lucy Hauser. At uh, Jordan.dphillips. Or am I just Jordan Phillips? I don't remember. I don't remember I my there, Instagram I think handle. there's a period. Wait, 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 okay, wait, 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 wait. Sure. Hold for talent. Hold for talent. Um, you can email me. Oh, it is. It's Jordan.dphillips on Instagram. Great. We're not going to spell our names. You can just try. <laughs> just guess. Honestly. Um, I mean, it'll probably be in our, like, bio or whatever. Did you put up a description? There's some sort of description. If you know yourself on the Enneagram, contact us. We'd love to interview you. Yes. Oh my God. Yes. I would love that so much. Especially if you hate everything we said. Yeah. That would generate great Oh my God. If there's another four who disagrees with everything and hates me personally. Then that just validates you <laughs> further as fours. I know. Because we're so different. Oh, I love it. No one can understand me. Oh. Yay. Oh, okay. <laughs> right. Good. So, anyway. Anyway. Bye. Bye.